Welcome to the Playbook for Amazon podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Lieber, and the goal of this podcast is to share what's working today that's helping my company, Turnkey Product Management, sell over eight figures per year on Amazon for our clients. We will share with you the actionable steps, systems, and playbook that you can plug into your business to boost your sales on Amazon. Let's go. Hello, everyone. My name is Brad Enright. I am the co-host of the Playbook for Amazon podcast. I am also the Client and Partnerships Director here at Turnkey Product Management. And today, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the connection and the relationships between Amazon and retail. And to dive further into this topic, we are joined today by a good friend of mine, Johan Jacob. Johan is the founder and the president of a great company called Retail Bound that he started in 2006. So he's got a vast amount of experience in the retail world. Prior to starting Retail Bound, he spent some time in manufacturing, so he knows that side of it. He also was a major buyer for uh, Office Max and for Sears, the department store. For some of our younger listeners that may not know what Sears is. So Johan, Great to see you again. Thank you for joining us today. Anytime, Brad. Thanks for having me. Well, let's uh, let's get right to it here. Uh, you know retail, obviously. We know Amazon. Yep. What are, in your experience, and now you help people with physical stores, and you also help people with some e-commerce as well. So, what are the strategies that you recommend to your clients or just any retail sellers that they can use to coexist? with Amazon in a world where Amazon has become this, basically the the mall for the world? That's a, that's a, that's a great, great question. So we work with innovative product brands that are on Amazon, but they are on retail. The first thing we always tell them is we want to make sure that, that both Amazon and retail are on the same level playing field, more from a, uh, a product assortment and a pricing perspective. So. Yeah, uh, because basically you're, you don't compete against yourself. So if your product is twenty dollar, you know iPhone case that Amazon should be forty nine nine, and and Best Buy is at nineteen ninety nine, or vice versa, right? So we always tell our clients that you know if you're on Amazon, you know your price should be consistent with 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 retail, and if you're on retail, your price should be consistent on 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 Amazon. The second week we kind of talk to our clients about you know when a client helps them is make sure your Amazon. Yeah, you have the right content, uh, and you're monitoring your reviews because obviously retailers look at your reviews. So if your if your rating goes down from a four point two to a three point six, that can affect your your retail standing as well. Uh, and finally, you also want to make sure uh, as a retail seller that you know too many too many third party sellers sell on your marketplace account. Right where now they disrupt your 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 buy box strategy and cause challenge conflict. So when you have we work with clients, we want to make sure that they're they're pricing consistent. They have too many third parties so and access to the catalog. Uh, they have A plus content or hand brand content, and their reviews are 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 are, are solid and, and positive. Okay. <clears throat> when you are working with someone, one of your clients, and they say, hey, we want to expand into Amazon. What are two or three things that you are always recommending that they do before they 
take those next steps. Great. Uh, so first thing is we decide uh, you're looking, you want to sell direct to Amazon via 1P, whereas a buy sell relationship. Uh, and that's, that's a different angle. I can spend hours talking about that, 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 that strategy. Um, or they want to do 3P, right? Where, where they're a marketplace seller, uh, they control inventory, they control the pricing, right? For most, for most cases, our brands aren't multi-million dollar brands like Sony, right? They have a dedicated account manager uh, at Amazon. Uh, 3P or being a marketplace seller is, is typically fine for our clients. Even on the retail side, we talked to Best Buy, Home Depot, uh, they still view, today now, they still view Amazon as the competition or as a bad guy, if they should be. Um, uh, and they always ask, are you a 3P? Or a 1P, right? We kind of tell, well, we're a 3P, and that's okay. If we're a 1P, the conversation is a little bit different between us and the retailer, right? Um, so we tell our clients, if you're looking to get on Amazon, decide I can be a 1P or a 3P, right? In most cases, 3P is usually the, the, the fact. The second we look at, we ask our clients, uh, is are you going to do FBA versus FBM, right? So often with FBA, uh, you have that. You have the the prime eligible badge, right? Uh, and some other other benefits, but there's, there's a small cost to it. Uh, with FBM, right? Um, uh, uh, it, it, you know, it takes a little longer to get to your uh, your customers. You don't get that, that prime badge. However, the plus side, FBM, you tell our clients for more um, for more uh, complicated products like consumer tracks. Uh, where there might be returns. Typically with FBM, we can control what is shipped out to uh, the customer, where FBA, there's a small chance that a customer might be getting a, re- a return, right, from a previous customer, and you can't control that, right? Um, so we tell our clients, you know, is it 1P or 3P? And is it FBA or FBM? Those are usually the, the, the things we kind of talk about for a client when you think about Amazon, as an extension of their retail brand. Okay. What would you, if I'm looking to start a business, I have a consumer brand product. Is there advantages over, is there advantages starting on Amazon first or are there advantages of starting on retail first to, to grow my brand? You know, there's research out there that says anywhere from, you know, 60% to, you know, to 90% of all shoppers are going to search on Amazon at some point, and that's mostly the starting point for most buying journeys. So, is it better to start on retail, or is it better to start on Amazon? Because ideally, one would feed the other. Where do you, where do you stand on that? So that's the one question I get asked a lot uh, um, regarding which which path should I go? Should I, should I, should I turn sure. left and go on Amazon, or should I turn right and go on retail first? Right, uh, and, and I always say that it depends on the product category, right? Um, it all depends on if you have previous sales. Typically, regardless of the product category, retail buyers, Brad, hate to be a guinea pig for, for unknown, unproven brands. So if I'm a new widget, have no sales whatsoever, didn't do crowdfunding, uh, didn't do my own my own Shopify or Magento or WooCommerce website, I'm going straight from my mail box right into retail or Amazon, right? Which is better? Well, retail—they don't want to be a guinea pig for unknown upper brand. So in that case, Amazon, right, would be the likely choice because that way 
you, you get some sales, right? There's a lower cost of entry, right? Um, uh, you get the reviews, right? And that way, yep. yeah, when you're talking to a buyer at Best Buy or, or Walmart or Target, now you have some metrics. I, I call it baseball stats. You know, your sales year to date, your, your average customer review rating, uh, uh, returns, and so forth, right? Um, uh, that's good, right? Uh, now, however, on the flip side, why you might try retail first versus Amazon, uh, I mentioned it might be the product. Um, I talked to a brand yesterday, a potential client of ours, and the product is more early adopting, right? You know, if you were a, a, a product that's more well-known like a massage gun or an iPhone case, right? Amazon's probably where I would go first, right? But it's a product, it's new technology that there's, there's not a lot of competition out there, right? Like massage gun or iPhone case. Um, but you have some previous sales from crowdfunding or your own Shopify website. Retail might be an option for you because again, it's a brand new product, new, new, new category. The retail might be a option for you in lieu of Amazon. And finally, as a caveat, I tell our clients when they're designing retail versus Amazon from a from a, uh, a negotiation perspective or as leverage, uh, we've done this before with a couple of our clients in the past that we're talking about Best Buy or Home Depot. We'll say, listen, if we had an opportunity to get in store, right, a couple of stores or get on or, or have premium place online, they will delay. Get Amazon, give you Home Depot a three month or six month head start for Amazon, right? Hmm, okay. So there are there are there are options or you know of delaying Amazon to negotiate with Best Buy Home Depot as an option. But yeah, it depends on the product category, depends on, on, on product saturation and so forth. Either you go left to Amazon or go right into retail. There's that saying, you know, they say retail is dead. Retail is not dead. Um, go to the kill mall. Me. Kill me, Brad. <laughs> it's not dead. You go to the mall, there's people there. Where do you see, you know, not just a year from now, where do you see the future of retail and how do you prepare and how are you starting to prepare your business and your clients for the future as Amazon continues to, you know, grow and stay in the picture? How are you preparing your clients so they can you know, sustain their business over the next five, 10 years? Great question, great question. Uh, so 2020, honestly, you know, uh, definitely shook up a lot of retailers and, and good good and bad. You know, for the weaker retailers, um, like Fry's, as an example, right? Uh, it was a 35 store regional retailer in Latronics for several decades and Kellwood probably, you know, put the, the, the final stake in the heart, right? Uh, where other retailers like Best Buy, Home Depot, uh, it forced them to think outside the box, like buy online, pick up, pick up, pick up in the store, or pick up by the curb, right? Uh, beefing up their mobile um, and their and their web platforms to provide a more omni-channel experience for the customers. Uh, but retail is definitely not dead. Uh, I think you know, for for people who are thinking, well, Amazon's good enough for me, right? Why sh- why should I get into retail? Uh, a couple things. One. You want to give your customers options to buy, right? You know, Amazon, and it's funny how, how quickly we remember or we forget. Back in what March or April of 2020, 
Amazon was not shipping a lot of product outside of non-essential. So unless you were selling toilet paper, uh, 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 Lysol, uh, yep. and Amazon wipes, right? You were you would have a tough time shipping products to Amazon warehouses. You know, today you not have those issues, but back in the late spring of 2020, a lot of brands, which are my clients, had a tough time getting product into Amazon because they were really focused on shipping out the essentials like water and 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 toilet paper to their customers, right? Um, I also say, you know, if you have when you go out to retailers on your where to buy page, like like having Best Buy or Home Depot, uh, it gives you credibility or legitimacy as a brand that hey, I'm on Best Buy, I'm on Home Depot, on Amazon, where it's a, I say not say it's a free for all, where anyone really can get on that website, give or take. Um, with Best Buy Home Depot, as an example, it's a it's a creative assortment. So if I if I make a iPhone case um, or a massage gun, I'm not competing with with you know hundred thousand other products on BestBuy.com, right? Um, uh, we're on Amazon. Every day, there's always a new brand popped on, on for a massage gun or a iPhone case. So for retail being dead, probably not going to happen today. Right now, eight percent of sales today still occur offline. By the way, it's hard to believe we have a growth of online over the last two or three years. Still, eight uh, percent of sales are still done offline for a couple of reasons. One, uh, I can touch the product, right? I can feel the product, right? You know, especially when it comes to like, apparel. Uh, or or uh, or other uh, other like products. Uh, if it's a if it's a confusing product, I mean, it's a um, a smart home gadget, right? I feel more comfortable going to Best Buy and talking to a blue shirt to get that advice, right? And see, okay, do I buy product A or product B, right? And the salesperson can tell me. Versus on Amazon, I'm relying really on the content by by um, by the manufacturer because you can be subjective versus objective multiply on the reviews which again could be objective or subjective so and then finally i think the best reason why i think you know retail is not dead is with with with, with retail in-store retail you get what you call that surprise oh it's kind of cool you see this uh uh costco uh they actually call it a treasure hunt you go to costco go buy um baby uh, diapers or or water or, or a pack of water and oh it's a cool cool this cool gadget or hey the sale on 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 pumpkin pie right you don't get that on amazon you don't get that experience unfortunately where you're shopping you're going for that iphone case but oh you missed out on 10 other products that you could have you know could have picked up right but in store you're browsing uh, you're kind of kind of buy one thing, but you end up buying ten other things. You know, on and on same thing. So retail, I don't think is dead. I think to answer your original question, I think it's going to continue to evolve. Where it's still going to be a lot of a lot of uh, mobile, web, and in store. Um, uh, some retailers are starting to do these virtual events, um, uh, where it's like a live stream. You know, uh, they're trying to get more into like TikTok and all that. Uh, Best Buy uh, did some really cool over uh, the holidays where they had um, select products in a in a in a in a, uh, a store. You can literally do a FaceTime, you know, from your home mm-hmm. to a Best Buy associate. Show me that treadmill, 
some of that TV and kind of do it, you know, also have that in-store experience, but virtually from your home. It's kind of cool. So I think retail will continue to evolve, uh, but I don't think brick and more retail will go out anytime soon. From a marketing perspective, you know, how do you advise your clients to allocate their ad spends if they're on Amazon, they're on e-commerce or in retail? How are, how are you advising them to allocate those budgets to make sure that they get the best ROI from both channels? Perfect. Um, so I tell our clients, you gotta spend money, make money, right? You yeah. can't go on Amazon or best or or retail and hope organically someone's gonna find your product, right? Unless you're again a Sony, you're a well-known name. So searching for a Sony TV or a Sony camera, no one's gonna find. Regardless, it's BestBuy.com or Amazon.com or in store, you know. So you have that. You have to do the brand awareness, you know, where it's PR. Where it's, where it's SEO, SEM, where it's, it's influencers or brand ambassadors, you gotta spend the money, right? As a rule of thumb for Amazon, and you guys are the experts, we always kind of tell our clients, you know, figure out 10%, right? Give or take, depending on the category and, and how competitive the keywords are. So if you're hoping to do a million dollars in sales in 2023, you know, put it around 100K for, for, for paid keyword ads, right? On the retail side, and we do our price modeling for our clients to make sure they're making money uh, before they approach retail. Typically, in the first year, because again, retail the, the sales associates in store as well as the customers don't know what the product is or the brand. We typically say to invest between twenty to twenty-five percent, okay, uh, towards marketing, right? That includes promotions. That includes. Uh, back-end rebates or slotting fees that we can make charge. Right. Uh, it may, may include um, other other fees, uh, displays, catalog pages, and so forth. So about 25%. And after, in year two, year three, as your brand becomes more aware, uh, both by sales and store, as well as customers, that percentage uh, drops. I had a brand, a small brand, you might know her, Samsung. Uh, back in the late 90s, they were a distant, you know, uh, I call red step shot to LG, you know, uh, uh, South Korea, right? Those who come to our stores buy Sony or Panasonic, JVC, Philips. Who's Samsung, right? I remember buying my first Sam, it was 1996. I bought a, a, I bought a Samsung microwave. And people were like, Samsung? You bought a Samsung? Why do you buy, you know, a Kenmore or an LG, right? Yeah, it was a good price. It was on sale at Best Buy, right? Today, when I say I, I buy a Samsung microwave, oh my God, cutting edge. But back in the late 90s, Brad, Samsung spent a lot of money in building a brand, marketing it, doing product development. And over the years, Samsung has definitely decreased that percentage of marketing dollars to retail. It's still a big number, but as a percentage of sales, it's definitely a much, much smaller than it was back in the late 90s, by the way. So to answer your question, in retail, we're at 25% we recommend uh, the budget or the crew. As your brand is more familiar, that percentage decreases tremendously. As always, uh, Johan, you're the best. Uh, again, everybody, this is Johan Jacob. He is the founder and president of Retail Bound. If you are a business out there looking to get into retail or if you're an Amazon seller or if you're just looking to take your product from a crowdfunding campaign 
into a retail uh, setting, you can reach Johan and his team at retailbound.com. Johan, can't thank you enough for spending a few minutes with us today. Looking forward to uh, catching up with you again real soon. And uh, best of luck with uh, the 2023 2023 year for you and the team at Retailbound. Thanks for having us, by the way. All right. We'll see you soon. All right.